Hello to all my wonderful friends and family. We've just finished a glorious communion service in Atlanta. And uh, dear Marie is here and Chad holding the phone. We're on the way back uh, home right now. And we're in this vehicle here that's very nice. And both Marie and Chad want to ask me some questions about things I said today that I think are really important. But what the Lord did today was so remarkable. I want Him to do so much in your life when it comes to His presence and tangibility, which only communion brings. So let's begin with Dear Marie asking me a question she wanted to ask. All right, Marie. Yes, sir. You said something very powerful about the importance of the meal in the covenant. Can you expand a little bit more? Because that's an important part that we usually don't pay attention to. Why the meal goes along with the covenant. All right. I was I was talking about how every covenant was completed with a meal. For example, with Abraham, when God gave him the covenant that he would have Isaac, he would give him Isaac, it was 24 years later that Isaac came, but right before Isaac was born, the Lord came in Genesis 18, had a meal with Abraham, and then Isaac came. So a meal, which is communion for us, is what releases the promises of the covenant. So when we have communion, we have to realize, Marie and sweet people, that that communion releases God's word and promises. So, And then you, you also see in Exodus, for example, when God gave the covenant to Israel, uh, Moses went up to the mountain with the elders of Israel and had a meal with God. And then we see the covenant coming into action. And then God said, right after that, build me a tabernacle wherein I may dwell. And then we see it again, for example, and in, in, you know, really, in fact, throughout the Word of God, if we go back, for example, in in Genesis, uh, when Isaac uh, made a covenant with Abim- with Abimelech, they ate to bring it to pass. Same with Jacob and Laban. Whenever people made a covenant in the Bible. The meal was the completeness of the covenant. Without its uh, its uh, completeness, the, the, the there's no promise, there's no guarantee. And this is where we get the reception when people are married. They they have a meal. Well, that goes back to that tradition of no covenant is complete without a dinner or a meal. So now, of course, people now don't realize it when they have a reception after the marriage because it is a covenant. And what they're doing is what they used to do in our forefathers' days. They would have a meal to seal the covenant of marriage. And so how powerful when the Lord, right before he went to the cross, he had a meal with his disciples to complete the new covenant. And he said, this is my body, this is my blood of the new covenant. When he rose from the dead, after he rose from from the dead, the first thing he asked for was a meal again. 
to release Pentecost. So covenants release promises. So when we have communion, we have to understand we also partake of the Lord Himself. It's not just about a meal, it's partaking of the Lord. Uh, Chad, go ahead and, and ask me that question I uh, I know you wanna you wanna ask. So. Yes, sir, thank you. Well you said you said it during the service and it caught me. Uh, you were talking about how other uh, beliefs and you know in paganistic in the paganistic times that when they uh, sacrificed to idols they had partake they would partake of that animal basically partaking of the demon itself Correct. can you explain that and also on the power of that that we have in that when we partake of the Lord okay in first Corinthians 10 Paul talks about fellowship with demons where he says flee idolatry and then he says to the church, he says, the cup which, which we partake, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And the bread, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? And then he tells the church uh, that they cannot have the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. Because the pagan people, when they ate the, the animals sacrificed to devils, they were partaking of the devils themselves, of the demonic. Pardon? Here. So they connect, what you're saying is they connect through the meal they with connect, the demon. They connect through the meal with the devil. Because demons in those days, as they even do today, when, when and it's, you know, it still happens in some countries where they offer animals to devils. Yeah, yeah well, they, they do in many countries. And so what, what, what happens is the demon possesses the body of that dead animal. And then when they eat it, they're actually eating a demonic animal that the demon has possessed and the demons comes into them or demons come come into them so this is what happened in bible days that's why they 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 commanded them to abstain from meats offered to idols in the book of acts in actually chapter 15 when they came about the, the question of the law and and circumcision they said to the early church the gentiles so no, there's no need to be circumcised and obey Moses, but abstain from meats offered to idols. Because it was very, uh, uh, how shall I say, mentally they knew that that animal represented a demon. So Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 says to the church, he says, you, can, you cannot partake of the cup of the Lord and the devil. And so he, clear, he was clearly saying to us that communion enables us to partake of the Lord. And this is where I um, have my own belief and opinion, that I don't believe that the bread is just bread. It is the body of Jesus in spirit. The cup is his blood in spirit. Now, the Catholic Church believes it's actual the actual body, the flesh and the blood. Many Pentecostals say it's symbolic. I think both of them are, in my opinion, wrong. There is that place in the middle where it is in spirit, in spirit, the body of the Lord. And more Catholics are healed during the Mass when they have the Eucharist and Communion than Pentecostals on Sunday. Amazingly, many of those Catholics are not even born again, yet they get healed while they have communion for one reason, because they stand in, in awe <clears throat> of the Lord's body and blood. The Pentecostals, not all of them, but some have lost the, the awe 
of the moment. And so they have not discerned the Lord's body properly. And Paul says, this is why many are sick and many have died early. So this is really what, what I was saying. So when I partake, and every Sunday I have communion uh, by myself in my own home. <clears throat> Reason is because the early church came to break bread together weekly. That was the main reason they came together on the first day of the week. They came to partake of the breaking of the body, the bread, and then the cup. And then, of course, someone ministered the word. But the real reason they came together was to have communion. So today, I think we've lost so much, and many people are sick in the church for, for not understanding and neglecting communion. So, what is it that many don't understand? It is His body. It is His blood. Jesus didn't, didn't say, take, eat, this is my body symbolically, or drink, this is my blood symbolically. So it's important to understand that. I will never forget. I was in New Mexico years ago uh, when we had a, a crusade. And a group of Catholic charismatic sisters came to the crusade, about 60 of them. And they were waving crosses when we were worshiping the Lord. I'll never forget that. When I came up on the platform and we were singing how great thou art to the Lord and they began waving their crosses later I said please come up here and I wanted to know who they, who, who they were they were a delightful group of people ladies all of them uh, who loved Jesus so much and they were all charismatic Catholics and then they, uh, they invited me to have communion at their convent uh, outside uh, New Mexico and I remember taking with me some Pentecostal preachers and we had dinner with the, these wonderful sisters, six of them. And then they, they said to me, we, we want to serve you communion because you grew up Greek Orthodox. And I said, okay, I, I of course loved it. So we, 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 we went to the, to the chapel. I'm kneeling at the altar. The Reverend Mother was at least 10 feet away from me as she was preparing the elements for communion for me. And the sisters, six of them, stood around me, singing the song. And now, let the weak say, I'm strong. And then I began feeling the robe of an individual in front of me with my hands. I, I had my, my eyes closed, waiting for the Reverend Mother to come and serve me communion. And I was just praying. And the worship was so beautiful from the nuns. And so... I felt this robe, and I, and I thought right, right away it was the Reverend Mother coming to serve me communion. So I opened my eyes, but she was still at the altar, ten, 10 feet away from me. I closed my eyes again, and there it was again. I could feel the robe of someone. Opened my eyes, she was still there. And then, third time, I, I went back into prayer and, and, and the precious worship with the sisters. And now I, I could feel the legs, actual legs of a human being in front of me. And I was stunned. She was still at that altar. I felt the robe of the Lord, people. And this is the moment, I think, in my life where I realized these sweet Catholic charismatics even though they believe 
it is the actual body, which of course we don't. I believe in spirit it is, of course. It's the reverence they had for the Lord. I think the greatest miracles I've ever known were with Catholic people in the Philippines, in South America, in Italy. When people ask me what is the greatest miracle I ever saw, Montreal, Canada, a Catholic woman who was bent over like an arch. She was a French, Roman Catholic, charismatic Catholic from Quebec. That was the first healing I saw that really was an amazing healing where God straightened her body. And if you should ask me about the greatest miracles, Francis Scott up in Sudbury, sorry, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Catholic. When I went to preach to uh, Catholic Indians up in uh, Spanish Ontario, the service was sponsored by the Catholic Church. This this may surprise you. I told people there today, my early meetings were were all sponsored by the Catholic Church. In in the early days, only the Catholics came to my services. Later on, of course, they, you know everyone else came, and and they were charismatic uh, priests that invited me. I will never forget one of the greatest miracles in Spanish Ontario, north of Sudbury. A crippled man with his wife who had cancer, his daughter whose skin would bleed. And he came up while I was preaching. He said, you came to tell us that Jesus heals. Prove it. It was a group of hundreds of North American Indians not one of them smiled in that service as I was ministering to the Lord and I got on my knees I, I, I called all those priests there were seven of them behind me that's a kneel with me and three Pentecostal uh, preachers and I asked them all to pray because I know this was a very critical moment in the, in the service when that man came up while I was preaching before I even began to minister to the sick he said you tell us Jesus heals prove it he said I'm a crippled man he was 28 years old his legs did not work he had crutches with him and braces and so on he said my wife is dying with cancer he lifts the sleeve of his little girl and it was blood everywhere she she would bleed everywhere he said prove God heals and I got on my knees I said dear Jesus I'm preaching your your gospel, not my gospel. I'm preaching your word, not my word. You prove it. And all we heard was a big thump. Bang. The man, his wife, his girl, and the baby in, in his wife's arms were under God's power. He jumped up like a spring. He tore his braces off and ran all over that building. The little girl, her skin cleared up in a second. The wife was healed, and I still have the the article of that newspaper that said it's an awesome experience to attend a Benny Hinn healing service. That was way years ago in the 70s. Catholics, why? They revere the Lord. They stand in awe of communion and the Lord. And I think what happened to some of us, sadly, in the Pentecostal circles, not all of us, but some, we lost the awe. And so I would encourage you to begin having communion every week 
by herself. Play beautiful worship music. And Jesus said, do. He didn't say think. So he, he said, when you come together, do in remembrance of me. Not think. Do. So do means relive. Relive. Like the Jewish people at Passover. Relive the Passover by what they eat. So food has a lot to do with connecting us with what happened. I mean, think about, and I know this is a cheap example. When I eat food that my mom used to cook, in memory I reconnect with how my mom did it. So I have, for example, a, uh, a cookbook my, my mom did. And uh, every so often I'll ask my sister Rose, would you cook one of the meals? You guys came and did that for me about a year ago. Marie came with Rose, my sister, and they cooked me all the grape leaves and the nice food my mom used to make. And while I was I was eating, all I could think of is, is my mom. Because taste and food reconnects us with our loved ones in a way, in memory I'm talking about. So think about this. If I can reconnect with thinking about my mom eating her recipes, what happens with us when we reconnect with the Lord who's alive, who's here? And so it says, is it not the communion of the body and the blood? When we partake of the cup, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? 1 Corinthians 10. So now, what am I doing? I'm identifying with the work of Calvary when I take communion. You want to ask me something else while I'm talking? Feel free. That yeah. Was, that was amazing. Pardon? The connection that food, food, well, food, 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 food is can, memory. Yeah, food is memory, but food is connection in the spiritual. That's right. In the natural, food is memory. In the spiritual, food is a connection, whether in the demonic realm or our faith where we connect with God Himself, and that, you need to read it, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So, I think it's important we understand the importance of communion when it comes to healing, deliverance. Think, think, think with me. Israel, in Egypt, 400 years, guys. Now, on the last night before deliverance, what did God ask them to do? Eat a lamb apply the blood they had dinner together as a family and they remembered the covenant and the covenant was released it came into being it came into action they were delivered from Egypt think with me about it says in in 2nd Chronicles how King Hezekiah reinstated the Passover and the nation was healed after centuries of ignoring the Passover as they should have. And sickness and disease and bondage and misery had come to the land of Israel. The first thing he did is clean the temple from his father who polluted it with idols. It took eight days to clean it up. And the next thing he did is, he said, let us reestablish Passover. And it says, God healed the people. You wonder why many are, are, are still sick. Listen here, precious, precious partner. 
if you're sick in body there is a way out you don't have to go to a healing service you don't have to ask people to pray over you and lands on you just have communion with the Lord and he will heal your body it's his promise my father-in-law Roy I was talking about that today had cancer his liver kidney shut down 10 years before he went to be with the Lord he looked like a stick with skin on it his hair was gone because of chemotherapy a preacher came with us a preacher came with us and began talking to, to him about communion Sue and I went to say good, goodbye for the last time and this man came with us and began to talk to Roy, my father-in-law, about communion. And I will never forget, my father-in-law, within days, his color came back. Doctors gave up on him. He was sent home to die. They could not treat him anymore. His kidneys were completely gone. And the doctor who treated him like Suzanne told us tonight was an atheist who said your kidneys were gone. They were dead. They were not functioning. By taking communion, his kidneys came back, liver came back, health came back, his hair came back, his color came back. He lived another 10 years without cancer because of the power of God's word. So, this is so important in our day. We see so much sickness, so much disease. And you know, because we, we, we just had the communion service, that's why I'm still dressed as you see me. And we're driving back now, home. I wanted to share this with you. Most of the times I come from my studio. Today we're in this vehicle. Sometimes when Chad and I are in the car, the same thing happens. But would you make a commitment to have communion weekly? I know many of you go to churches where they have communion, maybe weekly, maybe monthly. But if they have it weekly, well, then you have it there. But if you don't have a church you're going to, or they don't have communion regularly, have it on your own. I want to pray for you. I really feel faith in my heart right now. Lord, I pray as they begin partaking communion and having that covenant meal with you every week, that your promises will invade their life. Promises of healing will become reality in their life. Promises of deliverance reality in their life in Jesus name and I'm going to ask you to do one more thing every time you have communion lift up your family that's not saved to the Lord declare their salvation because they're not able to declare it for themselves from now on if you have a son, a daughter mommy, daddy, brothers or sisters or family members that are not in the kingdom speak their name after you take communion and say Father you died for them Jesus you died for them 
you shed your blood for them hallelujah and Lord I do pray for their loved ones right now you'll bring salvation to all of their loved ones in Jesus holy name give you the praise the glory majesty and honor God's people said amen it's time to give now it's time to sow seed in Luke 21 Jesus said there will be perplexities on earth we're seeing it but I love what he said in in verse 9 he said don't